welcome back to the Bipocal Podcast, episode three. Thanks for coming back and sitting down with us and chit-chatting with us. Even though you're not chit-chatting with us, you're just listening to us. Um, mm. Yeah, we are back once again um, for this week's episode. Um, in this week's episode, we're going to talk about a little special subject. But before we get into that... We want to give a huge shout out to all of the 2020 graduates, um, whether it be yeah, grade, all y'all did amazing this year. I hope yeah. you know that. Whether you're in eighth grade, moving to high school, whether you just graduated high school, whether you just graduated your bachelor's, your master's, your PhD, whatever other degrees out there, your associate, um, you just got a certificate. Congratulations. Congrats. You earned it. You, you sure did. And so I want to give a special shout out to the special shout out for the little our here on this podcast. Zay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll be here. All- what'd you just graduate with? Uh, I just got my master's degree in applied archaeology. It's a master of arts. And I also got a uh, certificate in geographic informational sciences. That's pretty awesome. So congratulations to you. Um, Thank you. I know it wasn't an easy task for you. um, You don't know the half of it. (laughs) (laughs) And again, congratulations to all of you out there that just got your own degree of some sort. Um, Mm. so So because it's May 2020, we thought we would talk about why we got decided to go to college and why we decided to pursue masters and while Zay is pursuing a PhD. Um, we're just gonna kind of get into that. We won't be talking about advice we have for you. Right now we will we will do another podcast in the future, probably early August, mid-August, about our advice to future college freshmen, um, future first year master students. We will have an advice. We'll have an advice cast for that. Um, uh, so yeah, so there won't be <clears throat> advice here. Sorry, click off now if you don't want. Next video, <laughs> maybe. We'll <laughs> see. But uh, what, what, what will be coming? What will, will for sure be coming because I have a lot to say about my college experience and how I wish I could go back and change some of it. I'm sure you would oh, do different things too, Zay. Um, but right mm-hmm. now we're just getting into the why we, because you all wanted us, you kept coming back for us, so here we are again. So we're going to be talking about us um, and why we decided to go to college. So why don't you start us off saying with why did you go to college? The philosopher's question today. Uh, well, uh, it wasn't really much of a, a choice for me to go. It was, <laughs> That's the I, it was I go or... <laughs> I'm not supported. I have either I have to get a job immediately as a high school senior with no uh, otherworldly knowledge or anything like that. So I, I've always wanted to, what I wanted to be. And uh, for now, at this point, veteran listeners, I wanted to be an archaeologist. <laughs> and that's, that's the goal so far. Um, we have veterans. I need a college degree to do that. <laughs> I, need, I need a pretty advanced degree to actually do that in any respectable way. And uh, enough that I can be actually respected in my profession mm-hmm. as well. So going to college was immediately just that this is what I need to do this. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was nice um, when I initially had, you know, we're looking for colleges and things like that. It was kind of just like seeing what was out there in the ether and, you know, what would be 
that whole thing. And uh, um, I never had any qualms about not like going to college or anything like that. Like I, I was, I was always dead set on this is what I need to do so I can reach the point of where I'm at. So. I think I had a similar experience in like it's either college or kind of nothing for me. Um, just my parents literally from like the time I was in like middle school were like, you're going to college. You're going to college, like whether you want to or not. Um, just to give like a little quick background, my parents, like we grew up with not a lot of money. Like we made enough pay bills and then that was really about it. There's really nothing left extra there's nothing more and my parent I saw my parents struggle a lot so I also didn't really want to do that I didn't need a part two of that um so like going to college was like it wasn't it wasn't a want or a need for me it was more of like my parents like you're you're going there's no ifs ands or buts about it um but I also do want to acknowledge that like while I did grow up with not a lot of money and in the low SES low socioeconomic status like I being white I didn't have a lot of barriers put in place that prevented me from getting to college so I want to make that known um so I started like working I like volunteered at like my church's preschool um off and on and like I kind of fell in love with the idea of working with kids just not in a teacher setting and mm. I was like I don't want to be a preschool teacher nope 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 but I kind of realized if I, if I didn't go to college, then like the most I could ever really be is like a, te a preschool teacher. And that yeah. terrified me. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll go to college. And hmm. uh, yeah, I just kind of decided kind of from that point on, I, I uh, applied to the College of Education at the University of Arizona. Um, and then I was kind of just uphill and downhill from there. Mm. That situation so um I mean I'm from Arizona so like I went to U of A because of proximity um because like I wanted to be close to my parents but like I wanted to not be in the same city so like my options are really like NAU and U of A so I was like I'm definitely not going to NAU absolutely mm. not, not happening um but you're all the way from New Jersey like how the hell did you end up in Arizona well that's a funny story so I applied to a couple of universities and one of them was also UNC Chapel Hill. Now, mm -hmm. some tea on that one is that uh, originally um, I was rejected from UNC Chapel Hill mm -hmm. and this was my parents' first choice. U of A took me in. So that was the back <laughs> choice. Uh, as we would, find, we would find out two years later, uh, there was a scandal with applications at the time I was applying mm -hmm. and I had actually gotten into UNC Chapel Hill. Mm -hmm. um, but I was already two years deep in Arizona, so I was like, I'll just stay. Um, right. So the reason why I applied to U of A was, uh, because it had, it, it had a very good anthropology program, which I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. You know, there's a whole lot of, you know, indigenous groups here and things like that in areas that, you know, I could really find a niche in and work from there. So it was really interesting. Um, because I remember the first time or whatever, um, I, I went, I joined a lot of the Facebook groups that were like, hey, if you're a prospective student or whatever, take a look at this. And uh, I joined one of them. Uh, I, they also had like different groups as well for that. Like I remember quad, that was a thing where you could, you could join multiple colleges of like prospective students. And then, you know, they would talk to you and be like, oh, 
this than this. I actually met a lot of my core friends from Quad, um, and we still talk to this day. Um, but what really sold it for me was, you know, when I applied um, and I got in, because, well, <laughs> like you, proximity was also a good thing <laughs> because um, the further away I was, the better I could actually have some freedom, uh, as opposed <laughs> to, you know, being in a local school or whatever. Um, the tuition was all right. I got the Wildcat Scholarship, the, the Wildcat Excellence Scholarship mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I was good to, to go there. And my parents were like, you know what? It's far, but it is sunny. It is warm. It's not snowing as it is current, well, as it was outside back then. So, uh, you know, I'll take it. And yeah, it was, it was nice. Like my roommate who I had originally messaged back in like, um, I don't know, maybe March of my senior year of, of high school, you know, was like, Hey man, you should commit, you know, 100%. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? Okay. And then that's let's, let's that. crazy and do it. <laughs> yeah. You, and then you said you like, you knew like you they had a good like anthropology uh, anthropology program did like at any point you like think about switching majors like at all or like from the beginning uh, you, no from the like, start I've always been like this is what I'm gonna do like <laughs> like uh, honestly I haven't thought of a plan B mm-hmm. so yeah we'll we'll work on that I mean I have some skills that could be transferable to that but I would like to stay the course when possible yeah yeah I I know I was dead set I'm like I literally came and I'm like, this is what I want to know. This is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Please guide me. Although <laughs> that, I, could, I could go on, a, I could go on an hour about the anthropology department and how inept it was, but <laughs> well, whatever. And then how, was it like calculus? You had to pass calculus just to get a BS. Otherwise you had to get a BA or something. You had to pass a math. Yeah, functionally or... it didn't even matter. But um, yeah, like they, like the, the anthropology department put me in a calculus class uh, before taking the pre-calculus class and I passed the calculus class but I failed the pre-calc class and they're like oh we don't know what to do I'm like you idiots put me in this thing and I still managed to figure out how to get past this I was so mad but we all worked <laughs> and, it out well yeah because I remember I have, how like annoyed you were because they were like literally told you like if you don't pass this math class then like you have to get a BA and you're like but a BS is better <sighs> yeah I mean like functionally it's the same mm-hmm. but there are people in the industry who are like i, I say industry as if it's a, a booming <laughs> thing but you know people in in the profession at the essence of better title people in the profession that are like oh you got a ba and i'm like <laughs> what does it matter i know how to do the work so academia is very snooty uh for those who aren't in the know yet you'll believe me you'll get there yeah People are snooty people. Why do I feel like when you were making that, like, that voice, I was, all I was pictured was, like, Ross Geller. you like, mm, you gonna be a instead of a PM? I don't know. <laughs> I just thought Ross Geller for some uh, reason. I was like, this is, this is exactly what Ross Geller would do. Um, hmm. I'm a Friends fan, if y'all don't know. I know many I, people who are fans of Friends. I, I find the show enjoyable, but I'm not, like, like my friend Camilla she has all the seasons of friends in english and in spanish on vhs and dvd i'm like and camilla i'm like you watch all of them in both languages yes i'm like all right (laughs) well like i life cycled like for the moment it came on 
friends, I think January 1st, 2017, or like January 2017, whatever it is, I uh, cycled through it about 20, 25 times until like. Wow. I've <laughs> never watched anything that, that much in my entire life. <laughs> more of. Because, like, when it first came out, like, I had never seen every episode of Friends, like, back to back to back. I've seen, like, on Nick at Night, on, like, Lifetime, on, like, TV. Right, yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of, and bits and pieces of seasons. Um, so I just remember watching it twice back to back in a row. And then after mm. that, I just, I under I understood every episode down to, like, most, like, obscure lines to the point right. where, like, it was just on in the background. So, like, I'd be, it'd be on in the background while I was doing my homework. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, I knew exactly what was going to happen next, that I wasn't worried about like, oh, 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 what's going to happen? What's going to happen? So it became right, yeah. like more of a background noise kind of thing for me. Um, but I still like, I know there are a lot of issues with the show. I know. I mean, it's most shows. It, it's pretty much any show from like pretty on, there's going to be something weird, but like it's, you you just have to take at this point friends is a period piece yeah. more so than modern life you know and, what i mean like, like and i like i like i understand the issues with friends like i do i i look at the like when those parts happen i critically look at that and i am glad to see there are a lot of tv shows currently not all but currently there are a lot of really great tv shows out there that are um diverse and um still good content and stuff like that um but yeah so it just became like background noise and then they took it off netflix and then i got really really sad but then i was like netflix shouldn't have to pay a hundred thousand hundred was it like a hundred million they had to pay like a hundred million dollars to like nbc yeah yeah like yeah that's not worth it like Mm. they could use that to fund a new season of marco polo which i really (laughs) want but they're not gonna do a new season of lucifer you know, it's funny enough, I know someone that's on that show. Vanessa. Yes. Vanessa. Uh, yeah. Okay, we're going to say her name because she's a phenomenal actress. Vanessa Vidato, look her up on social media. She is a phenomenal actor, actress. She was on season four of Lucifer, season, mm-hmm. four, season four of Lucifer. She was Lucifer and Amanda Deal's, like, sister. She was another fall, like, fallen angel or something like that. She was yeah. incredible absolutely incredible she's got a youtube channel called it's just vanessa vedato um she is phenomenal y'all need to check her out she is so good um and i honestly like i remember about a year ago she posted on like her story how she was because i just recently got to lucifer this year and so like a year ago when she was filming and the season came out like a few months after i remember her posting Mm. a story about it and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I was like, but Lucifer's not for me. And then I got into it this year and I completely forgot she was on it. Completely. Yeah, you, could, you, you summed it up uh, perfectly. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, but I, like I said, I completely forgot she was on it. And I was like, oh, it's Vanessa. Vanessa. And like my mom was like, who the hell's Vanessa? I was like, I worked at, at Coronado with her. I worked at Coro with her. We yeah, did I worked Vanessa all day with her back in the I say back in the day. I mean, it feels like it now at this point. It, was, it, it took forever but yeah 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 we we kind of we kind of we kind of drifted a lot from you you um but like like i said i had always really wanted to work with kids but i had started off in the college education we're just gonna get right back on track you know we're just gonna get we're gonna get Mm. right back on the train track um 
Uh, so yeah, like Wonder Woman Kids, but I was only, I was in the early childhood um, education program and uh, I really didn't care for it. I really like, cause like I said, I didn't want to be a teacher, but I didn't know what else was out there because right, right. like my end goal at the time was to be like a social worker and U of A doesn't have a social worker um, program or master's program. Uh, so I was like, well, what can I do? Like how how do I get where I want to go, but not like a direct route. And so I thought about going into sociolo sociology, um, but like mm -hmm. my first semester of college, I had a, a sociology professor and she was the literal worst. It was a gen ed and it was like the hardest gen ed of my entire life. I still look back on my freshman year and I cry thinking about that class. I barely got a D in that class and I will take it. It was so sad. She literally would not use PowerPoint and literally said, in the real world, there are no PowerPoints. And I was like, honey, all, I, all there is is PowerPoint. All I have <laughs> is PowerPoint. Mm. Like, I have not had a single person in, like, in, my, in the real world be like, no PowerPoint. Absolutely none. We don't believe in PowerPoints kind of thing. But yeah, so she would just talk at us for an hour and for 50 minutes and like expect you to like write the notes and like, um... I'm not an auditory person, so, like, I, you can see why I failed that class. Uh, also, attendance didn't matter. This is also another big <laughs> Attendance did not matter. So, like, I didn't go to class because, like, I was like, I'm going to fail this class anyway because I can't get the notes. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, I, already, I was already defeated. So, I was like, might as well just throw in the towel now. But, so, yeah, so there's an option of sociology, but then I was like, mm, Let's stay away because I never want to have that professor ever again. Um, and then my uh, my advisor, who is the a, a godsend, she is my favorite person in the college education. Um, mm. She told me about the L three major, which is literacy, learning, and leadership. Um, so then it's basically here, this is like my like elevator pitch for it. It's like uh, you want to work with kids in a less formal setting than a classroom, um, right. but you can become a teacher through this program but it's like a little bit harder. It's not as a directory if you were to do early childhood, elementary ed, um, and those programs. But you can still mm. be a teacher with L3, but not as easily. But so a lot of my friends like wanted to do like, be like coaches. They want to be like sports administrators for like high schools, that kind of thing. So like you can do a lot with the major. Um, but sadly, because it's so broad and you can really do anything with it, like I had to get a master's. Mm. So which is which is gonna jump us into the next question of why we got our why we decided to go and get a master's. Um, but I had no other choice. Like I really can't use my degree without um, another level of education. So I had to go get my master's. And like we said in the first episode, I am getting a master's from the University of Arizona in language, reading, and culture with an emphasis in early childhood, y'all. I'm sticking with those birth through five children. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I had to get a little more specific in, in like another degree. I mean, I could have gone to get like a certificate in something, but like, I was like, I'm going to need more than just a basic certificate. So, um, so yeah, I had, had no other choice. Um, we love ha not having choices in degrees. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then I kind of applied to my program and don't particularly love it. Not a huge fan of it. I 
don't think they don't care about their master's students as much as their PhD students. Um, yeah, but I heard it's like that across the board. So it's like, sorry, master's master students, you're not as loved. Um, so yeah, so why, like, was there a particular reason that you, like, needed to go get a master's or, like, you wanted to get a master's? Yeah, so um, technically I could have gone straight to a PhD um, from my bachelor's, but I wasn't sure how what to expect from a master's mm -hmm. from, like, PhD work yet. So I was like, you know what, let me get a master's to, like, bridge the, the work in between mm -hmm. and see, like, mm, can I handle this? Then I can handle a PhD. Mm -hmm. uh, as it turns out, for my current PhD program, my master's degree will now, you know, kind of cut some of that work in half. So oh, I have a shorter PhD program than I do for my master's. So I'm it like, was like secretly a dual enrollment master's program. Essentially, it worked out that way, but uh, it's not always that way. And so I was like, okay, this is cool. And like, I figured like, uh, I don't know, occasionally for like the extra paper here and there. And like, I had to do my own research for students and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, a lot of it was bossing undergrads around, which is yeah. okay. Um, they're, they're decent. And um, yeah, like it, it's just a lot more like, hey, I have to give you this assignment, figure it out how to do it by this date. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and that was kind of like the course of my learning from there. Yeah. Also like grading tests and stuff. So that was neat, I guess. Yeah, I didn't have any, like, I wasn't a TA, because I just finished my first year of my master's program. I'm one year down, and I think I have three more to go, because I'm very part-time, and I'm not full-time. Um, mm. But I wasn't a TA or anything like that. I'm looking into it now, because it'll help pay tuition, which is nice. Right. Um, but, like, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to kind of be a TA and kind of, kind of help navigate students. I mean, if you're in a gen ed, I think that's, it's much different than when you're dealing with, like, students in, like, upper division courses in that right. major. I think it's much different, but I still think, I think mm. it's really fun. I, I've been really applying to a lot of, like, TA and GA, which is a grad assistantship positions. Um, hey, yeah. I'm at myself. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to pay tuition one way or another. I'm just trying to I'm trying right. not be more in debt than I already am because I never got a scholarship to UA. <laughs> we love that. Also, well, because I also just applied to U of A really, like I accepted going to U of A like the last day you could, mm. like, the last possible day you could because like, because I really wasn't, like I, like I really wanted to go to UCLA, um, but I was like, I can't justify quarter million dollars in debt to be a teacher no matter how much they pay teachers in california i don't know how much they pay teachers in california yeah. yeah don't talk to me about debt right now <laughs> so yeah i i did get accepted in yeah. ucla um mm. just, i didn't honestly tell anyone because when i got accepted it like fully hit me that it was like sixty thousand dollars a year i think or it's like more than or something and i was like i really like want I can't, I can't do a quarter of a million dollars to be a teacher. I was like, I was like, I want to help kids. I was like, but I can't be this far in debt just to help them. Mm. So, so yeah. So then I was like, I guess I got to go to U of A. Sorry, U of A. You were, you were second choice. You were not the, the cream of the crop here. Um, 
but yeah, I was really, I was actually like in, like, I was really sad, like my freshman year that I didn't go, but like, I'm really glad I didn't go to UCLA because I did really poorly my first semester of college. Yeah, that would have been rough. Ooh, that would have not, I probably would have dropped out of UCLA if I like had the like semester that I did at U of A. So I'm glad because mm-hmm. I wasted less money for bad grades. Yeah. And then I like kicked ass every semester since then, except for my second semester of junior year when I got pre, when I got mid-year hired to be an RA. That was the worst semester of my life. Like I did, well, I did far, um, I did so <laughs> much worse my first semester as an RA than I did as a freshman. I got a 2.2 GPA my like junior year, like when I got hired. Oh, uh, yeah, it was so bad. And I got like a 2.5 your first semester of college. Yeah, honestly, mm. being hired as an RA and like dealing with like the shit the first week I first week ever on duty I had like one of the worst things you can get straight oh, out yeah. the right I remember. and like yeah it, it messed me up it messed me up pretty badly and I just couldn't I couldn't handle school anymore and you know when you're not feeling super supported by upper level staff it's really hard to kind yeah. of come back from that and so yeah we're getting into RA talk and we don't need to get into RA talk there will be another video or another there's gonna be a a whole thing for that don't don't worry podcast will probably be like six hours long I'm not even kidding we'll have to like dish it out in parts we should make it a series the RA series where we haven't we talk with Kelly and VD and Sarah just like all separately (laughs) yeah um tell us what you want you all tell us what you want we'll deliver um we'll attempt to deliver we'll do our best but yeah, so being an RA really messed me up, but we'll we'll talk about that at a later date. I, I think I have a few other guests who might want to uh, talk as well. If I can get them. Oh, for sure. We'll get mm. we'll get some uh, GCDs on here who were GCDs. <laughs> get Lane, you know, we'll get we'll get oh, some man. people. We'll get we'll have guests for you all, so you don't have to continue nice. to listen to us oh, and only us every week. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, so, and then you went all the way to Miami for your master's program. I did. All the way. You went from New Jersey to Arizona to Miami, back to New Jersey, then going to New York. You're just going all over the, all over the U.S. Um, all over the map, yeah. Why, why did you choose Miami? For uh, well, it had the program I wanted. It was the one that, uh, it was small enough that, like, I knew that I could get um, teacher engagement i suppose mm-hmm. so like the time came you know it was like oh i need help with some- oh although my first semester my <laughs> one advisor was literally on sabbatical leave and i'm like okay so you accepted me on as a student but you're not here but it didn't matter because i technically had two advisors uh both of them were fighting over me and they're like you know what just share <laughs> and so it ended up working out that way um so that was cool So pretty much just, hey, they had something. You know, I was like, you know what? Miami, why not? It's, it's, it's Miami, you know? Like, who, who's who's going to say no to, to palm Miami. trees in the, you know, like palm trees in the beach? Like Arizona had palm trees, but it certainly didn't have a beach, so. It's all the same. Um, see, I, I went, I stayed with U of A just because they accepted me. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I did apply to U of A. For the record, uh, 
and I spoke to the anthropology department. They're like, hey, I was like, hey, you guys, you know, like, they're like, oh, Xavier, you know, you've done so much for us as an undergrad. We would, we would um, love to have you. And then one of the people who runs admissions was like, well, mm, we would encourage you to actually um, diversify your education portfolio and move elsewhere. I'm like, so you're KB the curb. <laughs> yes, essentially. I was like, ah. That's a okay. big thing with U of A. Is that a big thing with like most universities? Because like I know like a few people that like I know were applying to like med school at U of A that like finished like a degree in like science of some sort of science to get, go to med school. And like a lot of them were t basically told that like we want you to diversify yourself. Yeah. Like, is that like a thing? I guess. I was like, hey, all my shit's here. If I just stayed as you know as a grad student and like i got my master's there i don't you know like whatever it's fine especially when i came back and i spoke to some of the people and they're like wow xavier you've been doing so many main things i'm like yeah i could have done them for you but <laughs> but that's besides the point i guess um yeah my was cool okay i mean I didn't I... as much beaching as i'd like but hey, <laughs> especially now Especially now. No. I mean, like, I personally don't love, like, I don't really love my master's program. Because, like I said, they tend to care more about their PhD students um, than their master's yeah, students. Yeah, I'm finding it hard to to see if they care about PhD <laughs> students, too. It might just be, what's the money? Where's the, we need the, the coin. money. We need the coin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I need some money. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. like, so they, they tend to care. Like I, I applied for this program. I don't know how long it usually takes programs to like get back to you. I, like I said, I don't, I only applied to a few programs and they were at U of A. And one program that I ended up getting rejected from, which was like my top program, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, like they got back to me within like two weeks, like two weeks. They were like, sorry. We appreciate you taking the time to apply for us, but you just kind of didn't make a cut or whatever they said. And so I was like, okay, cool, fantastic. And then I applied to this program, I think March 1st. I think the due date was March 1st of last year. And um, I didn't hear back till like the, till like Memorial weekend of that May. So it took like two and a half months to hear anything. And like I emailed the like program director. I was like, hey, like, is like, am, am I going to hear back soon? Like, I'm just trying, trying to figure out like my living. Cause like, I was literally trying to figure out like my living expenses. If I was going to move back to Tucson, if I was, and if I was going to be moved back to Tucson, am I going to go grad housing? I, oh, I can't go grad housing. I have a dog who's not emotional support. Um, okay. It was not to go find an apartment and then I have to find a job that's going to pay for this apartment. So I was like, I have to figure out all these things. And I was like, and I can't do it when you tell me like, a couple months before school starts. So, yeah, exactly. And so it just took forever to hear back from them. So I ended up finding out end of May being like, Oh, we've accepted you. And I was like, cool. Thanks. Now I got to figure all this shit out in like less than two months. And, uh, and, um, so that was, that was, that was hard. That was really hard to deal with because it was really stressful. And, um, but yeah. And then I just kind of found out like, they really just don't care about their, <laughs> their master's students. We love that. Cause it's just yeah. like, I like I have not heard back from my advisor and I've been emailing her since August. 
I have not heard from her. I have not yeah, heard back from her. I emailed like I like emailed the program director like over the summer and be like, hey, like I have questions about this, this, and this. Like, can you help me? Can you direct me in like the right like um, path to for classes? Like, what classes should I? Ooh, almost flung my computer across the room. Like, what classes are like going to be more valuable than others? Like, what classes should I take now? as opposed to right. waiting to the end, you know, like, you know, the usual mm -hmm. questions you have, nothing, yeah. nothing for months. And then she emailed me again saying, Hey, we noticed you haven't signed up for classes yet. And I was like, Oh, cause you want my money. We get it. Um, so yeah. So then she like emailed me about like, Oh, we haven't, we haven't gotten you, you haven't registered for classes. Here's a list of classes you can take. Okay, cool. What classes are gonna be the most beneficial for me? Like, you know what I want to do with my life. Like what classes will be more beneficial than the others? Nothing. Right. Not a, not a thing. Um, and then I emailed my advisor. Like I started emailing her probably like end of July, early August of like, can I like, once school starts, like, can we have a sit down meeting? Like, would that be cool? Like, um, I will have, I'll hopefully have a full-time job by then. But like, I, if you give me enough notice and maybe I can plan in advance to be like, oh, I won't be here these days. Um, yeah. Nothing. And I emailed her every two weeks for three months straight. And I never heard back from her ever, nothing. And like, then I was like, so then I went to like the department, like the department office. And I was like, is this the right email for my advisor? Or like, can I get her email just to make sure I'm emailing the right, like the right thing. And they're like, yeah. And so they hand me your email, it's the same thing. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, you're just not answering my emails. Like, cause I get people like, I try to like, you know, knocking in person like in their office door or whatever like sometimes I you just gotta, that, sometimes she you gotta, left like, at three every day she left at like three three thirty every day and at the time i worked eight thirty to five thirty and the office the the lrc office opened at eight thirty every day so it's like i can't uh, i couldn't get in um so like there was like no way for me to freaking meet with my advisor and i was like well maybe like no, but like nothing so that really like frustrated me and like i like my mom taught me courtesy, you know, especially like internet courtesy. My mom, my mom's always worked with, not worked computers, but like she's always worked, she's worked safety. And so they use like programs and stuff um, to deal with like, reports and stuff. And so she's always taught me like internet courtesy. Like you give, like my mom's rules give them 72 hours, which for most people, like most people don't even give them like 24 hours. But like my whole thing is like, I'm going to give you 72 hours, um, not including the weekend to like 72 business day, like 72 hours of business day, like part of the business day kind of thing to get back to them. Yeah. And so like, I'd let three days, like the three days go by and like nothing. So then I would be like, okay, I'll wait till Monday to email. Then I'd email them again Monday. And so then it became like an every Monday thing or every other Monday thing. And I was like, are you just like ignoring me? Like, hello. And then this girl I had a class with, they run like a club that like for LRC students, um, they run a club and she like called me one day and like um and she was like hey like your advisor doesn't know that no like we're trying to figure out if you're still enrolled in classes like also this is not my advisor this is like um because my advisor and this person who was in one of my classes they were co like presidents of this club or whatever right, right. so the other one called me and she's like hey like are you in classes like like, like my advisor, um, and she was like, yeah, she doesn't know if you're enrolled. And I'm like, I email her like every other week. Mm. 
And she's like, oh, you do? And I was like, yeah, if you could tell her to like hit me back on any, like one of those like 72 emails, that'd be fantastic. And she's like, oh yeah, I'll let her know that you've emailed her. And I was like, yeah, since <laughs> like July. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to do. And she's like, yeah, we just had no idea. Like we wanted to call you to make sure, like see if you were in classes and if you'd be willing to come to the club because I get emails for her every week. And I'm like, you can, sure. and she, and my advisor would send out those emails every week. And it's like, I know you're on your computer. I know you are. So just talk to me talk to me please I want to know if I'm doing things correctly and so then so now I just I my friend um who actually graduated on Friday um from U of A with the master's program from LRC she like emailed her advisor for me and was like hey my friend who's in the program is having a lot of difficulty since July getting in touch with her advisor like do you mind if she comes and talks to you and so she's been fantastic so I have someone but it's like there's no <laughs> support from any like upper um, help like there's no help from the advisors there's no help from the department like my department head there's like maybe like a hundred people like PhD and master's hundred people in this program my I walked into my the department head's office and she's like are you a prospective student and I'm like, no, I'm in the program. <laughs> I'm here. I've already been accepted. And oh. she says that to me every time I go into the office. She's like, oh, are you a prospective student? Like, no, my name is Allie. I've been in this program for a semester now. We do this, we do this like, this thing. We do this every yeah. time I come in. You no, know, I feel like she does that a hundred times a day, but it doesn't, it doesn't excuse that though, you know? I mean, I had a professor, like, oh, he was a saint. I love him. He's one of my favorite. He had, like, I took two classes with him. There was 350 people. 350 people in my class and he learned all of our names in two weeks two freaking weeks because he was like he was like he's like it's the most respectful it's one of the most respectful things you can do is just learn someone's name instead of putting them to a number yeah i'm like thank you we love you he was such a great teacher he was so fantastic but i gotta be in that second class and i was really upset but we're not talking about that um but yeah so we're not i'm not loving master's program i applied to a couple other programs within u of a so hopefully i'll hold back from those soon and maybe just transfer different program <sighs> we love that we love the lack of support in academia you um, said it yeah i mean that was like one of like my like that's been like one of my worst experiences with my undergrad like i have actually enjoyed all of my classes in my undergrad i really enjoyed it um I really enjoyed the people that I've met. Like I've met some crazy smart people and I'm like, I am too dumb for this. I'm, I'm too stupid for this, these programs. Like I should just like peace out. I'm also like one of the youngest people in my program. And yeah, so, I, I am too. I, well, I <laughs> well, cause like also like my program's designed for like me, like you could do it full time if you want to, but like my program is tend to be more designed towards like a part-time Kind of situation right. like all of my classes are like late afternoon so like no like lrc course that goes towards like the program starts before 4 15. so you don't take oh, wow. classes you don't take mid-afternoon classes like because it's designed for people who have full-time jobs which was one of the right. things that i like i loved because like i was like i have a full-time job so like i don't have to, i don't have to like fiddle with my schedule mm. Um, and so it's just like, it's designed to kind of make life a little bit easier for people with full-time jobs, people with like families, um, 
and it's really like geared toward like oh you already like got your bachelor's many many years ago like come back to school kind of thing so there's a lot of like um experienced teachers like in the program um that have been teaching for quite a few years and then like their schools like their um district or that particular school is like go back to school we'll pay for it kind of thing so um that's the like the design for the model i should say for the whole program which i think is really cool Mm -hmm. um but have you had any like bad experience with like your master's program or like anything you remember from like undergrad like as bad experiences well in terms of like classes in terms of classes or just like you know when you look back at college you're like this is the worst moment of my life i shouldn't have done that uh, i mean i have some but those aren't relevant for uh <laughs> for the discussion um i guess yeah so i had a chemistry class my sophomore mm-hmm. year of college. Chem 151 or 152? Yeah, it was Chem 152. And we had um, this lab at, it was around like, I think maybe it was early. I think it was an 8 a.m. Chem lab on Friday. So Ooh, maybe went into 8 a.m. Freezing there. Um, yeah, it was terrible. And so we would go in and um we had she was like she wasn't australian she was from new zealand and every time i'm from new zealand uh now i need <laughs> you all to understand you need to come in line and you need to make sure that all your homework is accounted for and i'm like miss what are you telling us like she's jamming around about something completely unrelated to chemistry and i'm like Xavier, can you draw the Bohr model? Can you draw the Bohr model? I'm like, <laughs> yes. Do you want me to do it now? Yes, draw the Bohr model. I'm like, like okay. Oh, this person just made me want to lose my mind. Um, my, let me see. My math class um, for calculus, I had failed the first time, and then I retook it. This <laughs> man was absolutely awful. Every day, I would walk into that class at nine in the morning, and I would sit there with pure hatred and spite in my eyes as I'm trying to learn <laughs> how to do this. Like, I went to the math building for help. I did all the things, and I was like, "Listen, man, like, it's not what clicking. Can you, I'm like, I, I need to. It's just not clicking." He's like, "Well, uh, if you think you know you can't do it, then you just get out of my class." I was like, "Fuck you," and um, I went on my merry way. And you know what? I failed with pride the first time, then <laughs> I got out with the C second time. And I was just like, all right. We should um, also preface that, like, U of A has a really shitty, like, gen chem system and a really shitty, like, math department. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolute trash. Like, you can can't count the number of, like, good chemistry teachers on one hand, and you can count the good math teachers on one hand. Like, that's, like, the ratio to good to bad teachers is just, like, yeah, most yeah. most of my pain and strife has come from math classes, uh, and this has been a thing since high school. But yeah, that that class in particular, like you had like a good third of the class just completely not paying attention to anything. Like people were legitimately like playing with their laptops or whatever, and all sorts of shit. And I'm just I'm trying. I'm sitting there in the middle row trying to pay attention, mm-hmm. and it, it just just doesn't click. He just he just didn't know how to teach. And then you have yeah. Tabitha to your right, who's on ASOS.com, trying to buy some thigh-high boots. Pretty much, yeah. I was just like, oh, kill me. I'm trying to think. What was one of the worst classes I've had? Um, I know when I was, like, 
in uh, hold on just one minute Trying really hard not to to sing a song right now because this might get put up on YouTube and I'm really not trying to get a copyright strike and I might actually get the copyright strike from the Jeopardy music. So thanks for coming to my TikTok. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> you missed it. I played the Jeopardy theme music. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom needed to. Uh, she asked me to find her charger mm -hmm. and it was on her bed even though it wasn't on her bed. And, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, as I was saying, I took a that class ah uh, yes it was um it was actually a mythology class mm -hmm. it was it was a greek mythology class that i took it was a greek history or whatever and i was like okay greek history is not my forte but i i'm familiar with it right mm -hmm. and i did get out with a b okay but um that was one of the most painful classes because um he just lectured in a way that was very strange to me like he didn't use actual like notes mm -hmm. or anything like that he kind of just spoke stories and i'm like am i supposed to just write this shit down <laughs> there's like there's no there's no references there mm -hmm. oh i just got a good memory okay so this is my freshman year patterns of prehistory class we're, we're talking about 2014 zay Mm -hmm. You know, fresh out of high school, you know, not knowing anything about anything. Right. And this was all right. So this was parents weekend. And um, my brother was with me and my roommate uh, at the time. And we were uh, he, he, he came the night before and like we stayed up playing video games and shit like that. You know, real fun stuff. Now, the day after that, I was supposed to do a presentation. Um, or whatever I forget what it was but um I woke up late like I had a I had an alarm set on my phone mm -hmm. and my brother my brother in his infinite wisdom was like oh I heard the phone uh ring but mm -hmm. I didn't want to wake you I was like you freaking idiot I'm like that's my <laughs> that's what it's for so I run um to class right you know, and it's like the anthropology building compared to where my uh, uh, dorm was in Manzimo was pretty, pretty far. So yeah. like I had to, you know, really go into the Olympian mode here and then climb all <laughs> the way up. And, you know, I was like, listen, 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 um, I need to do the presentation. And this guy's like, oh, well, he's like, well, you're five minutes late. 
so here's what I'm going to do. You'll present uh, next week, but you're going to do it in your pajamas. I was wearing pajamas. I didn't get an opportunity to change. I just immediately ran. You just got to go. And he was like, so you're going to do it? I'm like, well, that's sure, I guess. So then the next week, I did my whole um, presentation in pajamas. But yeah, that guy's not. That's not a. That's not an embarrassing thing for me. I wore my pajamas to class like every day. No, I mean like, it, it wasn't embarrassing, but I was just like, really, I can't just just do the presentation, you know. But like, he was an absolute jerk. Like I remember we were doing a um, a lithics reproduction class, so that's when you know we remake different stone tools and different hominid groups made or whatever, right? And I am proficient at flake making. I have um, obsidian flakes I've made mm-hmm. and, and all that. And so, like, I, I, can, I can do pretty well with that. Mm-hmm. And depending on, like, how um, legible, legible um, our, that's in quotes here, our <laughs> rock designs were, uh-huh. you know, and our tool designs were, we could get, a, you know, a specific grade. So, I thought my was pretty good. And I had shown the person who was later going to be my, one of my teachers, the, you know, one of the, she, the academic head, she's super great. I was like, Hey, take a look at this. And she's like, Oh, you know, this is pretty good. This is from, you know, like homo erectus level. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm humanoid. I'm a human. I got a human level ideal of, you know, of stone tool making. This guy gives me an F. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, if the, if the head of, you know, the department thinks I did a good job on this tool design, why don't you like mean it? something? I'm like, why don't you like it? And he was like, well, there's striations here that would not have been, you know, atypical of the period, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, listen, buddy. I'm like, just because they had a slightly smaller brain capacity doesn't mean that they didn't know how to do this. Like, uh, no, I was I was really mad about that. This guy was a grad student too, and I was just like, you prick. I'm like, listen, it's not like I can go and interview a caveman. Hey, man, how'd you make this stone? If 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 a if a verified expert is saying, hey, this is a pretty good representation, but you, uh, you know, barely a master's student is like, listen, this is not it. Right. I'm gonna do the expert, and I should have gotten an A on that. I would have gone back to the department head and be like, look, you said this was like top tier shit and your, your student was, over I there was, trying to I tell me, there. trying to educate me is giving uh, me. Oh, I, I was, I was, I was toasted for sure. I was super mad, but. Grads have so, too much power sometimes. <sighs> I, I wish I had absolutely no power. I, literally <laughs> when I taught my classes, I'm like, Hey, listen, these are guidelines that you should follow but like I can't really enforce them because you're like like okay being a grad student you know last year you know I was 23 the oldest students were 22 and they'd ask me hey Xavier how old are you I'm like I'm I'm 23 they're like what I'm like yeah I'm only a year older than you but I have the degree and you don't so you gotta listen up (laughs) (laughs) you you gotta listen to me now yeah but in terms of like bad classes Oh, I just remembered one down my spine. Microbio. Microbio was absolutely awful because we had these group person tests, right? So mm-hmm. it was me, one of my residents who was really smart, and I uh, I sponged off him. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie and say <laughs> I, I did. 
help, but like I definitely was out of my element here. We had these three person tests. So I would, we would sandwich next to each other when it was test day. And it's like, please draw the eukaryotic cell membrane. And I'm like, okay, that seems pretty easy. So I drew the membrane. Please draw the vacuoles and the moon and the mitochondria. And I'm like, okay, okay. This is starting to, you know, look like high school biology. I'm like, okay, okay. I this, this, and this. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I've never heard this shit in my life. I'm like, I sat here. I'm like, I am here every single day. Every single day. And I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and then everyone's just looking at me like, Xavier, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to draw know. the jellyfish. <laughs> Like, I don't know what I'm doing. That's why I'm sandwiched in between you two. That's wild. Yeah, it's just, uh, the, the, the classes that are just out of my element, I'm, I'm just like, I either do spectacularly terrible or like I pull out a miracle. Mm. Like I remember I did an acting class with um, my roommate my freshman year because uh, well, this wasn't really bad by any means, but it was just, it was just so odd. Um, because, okay, he was like, well, Xavier, anthropology seems pretty easy. I'm like, oh, you want to bet? I'm like, I'll take one of your classes if you take one of mine. And so I took um, intro to theater. Uh, I was like, what, what? and he took an anthropology class, you know, base level, base level thing. He didn't do too hot. And I think he eventually dropped it. I got a B in the theater class. I'm like, listen, you have surrendered your entirety to say that <laughs> your, your thing is hard for the rest of the year. <laughs> Um, he never got to get to me with that. Your, your, your major is not that is super easy. It's not that hard. <laughs> he was never allowed to speak again. Oh, yeah. But I would say, um, yeah, the hardest classes I've had then are just like math classes and mm. in terms of that. Like, nothing that really has been ever like so strenuous. I just want to, well, well, okay. Well, my pre calc class, my senior year, I basically just never went. I was like, <laughs> I don't need it. I'm like, I don't need this. I don't need the stress in my life. You know, like my two my friends were like, hey, we're gonna go to Pete's and you know, get some margaritas. You wanna come with them? Like definitely going to Pete's for Margs. Like, perhaps I can schedule I can pencil you in. <laughs> Fine time. We can go to the hut and get fish bowls. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, like 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 I said, U of A has a really crappy math program. So if you ever go into U of A and really wanna Take a lot of math classes. Maybe U of A is not the place. No. For another video or another podcast at a later date. Um, so, yeah, like, I think I already talked about one of my classes that, like, I, one of the worst classes, like I said, it was a sociology class. Nothing against sociology. It was just that class kind of turned me off for the rest of my life. Um, so, cause like I said, there was no PowerPoints. There was, like, no... There was just like nothing about that class. The content was super cool and super interesting, but like not enough to like fix everything going on up here. Cause like I said, I'm not an auditory person and like she just talked at us for 50 minutes. And also she like, and this is also like one of my first classes ever in college. I had never been like tested like that heavily by assignments and homework before. Like, she was giving us 150 pages of reading and we had to write like a two-page paper on it right. every day every single day so five days the class is only three days a week but monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday we at the end of like at 11 59 on those days 
we had to turn in a two-page paper over the reading from that day. So we had reading Monday through Friday. And like, you had to, you had to do it. And I think you, you were allowed to miss like 10 readings and not in the assignments and stuff like that. But like every reading we had was never less than 70 pages. And I was like, I've never even read a full book in a night in a long time. Like I haven't read a full book in a night since like, since like my freshman year of high school. And it was because it was like Twilight or something like that. <laughs> well, I love yeah. I'm I'm no stranger to the big readings either. A lot of the anthropology readings are like 100, 200 pages, and it's just like, oh man. And a lot of it isn't even like text; it's just graphs and shit. And I'm like, oh. Like, mean. But like, like I said, that was the first time I'd ever been at a college class, so and I was like, this is this is a little much. Like, this is a little we we can't I can't understand I didn't I did like I said I didn't like got a D in that class I yeah. think that D I'm proud of that D um and like also like the tests were just so hard like you know when people purposefully word things a lot more difficult than like they should like you can Alex. say something oh, a lot. you can say it in easier I know you are no stranger to that anthropology <laughs> You, you know, you know, um, remember that, t- that teacher I just told you about a little uh-huh. while ago, the one, the, the one from New Zealand, uh-huh. uh, he made a test where every single answer was C. What a dick. I'm like, are you serious? That's fucked up. That is 50 shades of fucked up. <laughs> that is not, that, I hate, I hate professors do that. But yeah, so like my professor, like she just made everything so much harder. And also there was like eight grad students and TAs in the class. And so like, cause it was like I said, it was like 350 person class. And it was so, grading was so inconsistent. Like I had one of the hardest graders and it's like, you weren't graded on completion, like for your two page papers every day. Like they went through and analyzed the hell out. My mind went through and analyzed everything. And so like, I'd be getting like, like 25% on these papers because like apparently I wasn't following the rubric well enough and then when I thought I was following the rubric well enough I still was getting like 50% so like that's a whole nother thing but like but then like my friend who like half-assed the paper like 10 minutes before it was due got an A on it because like her TA was a lot easier right so so like yeah I was I hated that class and like honestly like I said still looking back I still think about that class and I still cry I still will cry sometimes Cause that's how like heartbroken I am by that class. Um, another class that like I I hated. I took a I took a philosophy class for a math credit. I failed that. Not philosophy. I took a linguistics class. Took linguistics class. I failed it. Uh, it was also part of my junior, my second semester of junior when I was an RA. So I took that class also on top of like a really shitty semester. That didn't really help my confidence. Um, but yeah, that class was so hard. Like it started off like easy. It was also a seven week class. So it was like, it started off like easy and I understood it. And then like all of a sudden, like it was just downhill. There was no coming back from like that first week of like this linguistics class. And I just like miserably failed it. Like I failed every homework assignment. I failed every test, every, all the midterm. I failed the final, like I went to office hours every week sometimes twice a week for seven weeks so like most most weeks it was like I'd go like every like Monday in between my two classes that I had 
and be like, I'm, right. I, don't, I don't understand this unit. Like, I need your help. And so, like, my professor would, like, put it on his, like, whiteboard, and he would explain it to me, and I got it. And I understood it, like, right when he was in front of me teaching it to me. But as soon as I got home to, like, look at, like, the homework assignment, I'm like, this is, this is I don't understand this anymore. Like, I, it just went in one ear and way out the other. So that was a horrible class. It was a terrible, terrible class. And I then will think back about that class and cry. <laughs> but then I took a philosophy class to get my math credit because with my major, you don't actually have to take math. You can take philosophy and I took philosophy and I got a, I got a great B and I got a high B in that class and I was proud of that B. That's good. Yeah, I love, actually, really, I, like, surprisingly enjoyed that class. Like, it was a lot of work. And even in the syllabus, she literally put, if you're looking for an easy A in writing, I swear to you, I remember reading that, and I started bawling. I was like, fuck, I'm screwed. It was like, if you're looking for an easy A, this is not the class. You should turn to another class. And I was like, fuck, I need, I need, I need a good grade in this class. And, like, I got, like, a 90 on one portion of the final and like a 70 on another portion of the final and but like it was a really enjoyable class and I even put that in like my TCE and I was like this was a surprisingly great class like thank you but also yeah. sucked because she was like in London on like sabbatical oh. not sabbatical but like she was in London she was based out of London so it's like if you didn't understand it like there, uh, there's no meet up here there's no way you're figuring this out um so but I finally understood logic puzzles in that philosophy class. Finally understood logic puzzles. I, don't, I still don't know what a logic puzzle is, but I finally understood it in that class enough to get a B. So mm. I'll take it. Um, but I think this is where we'll end it. I think, I think, we, I think we've exhausted the topic of education enough. Um, oh, so, wait, but Allie, I have an important question. Oh, shit. What Stay is your high? future in the field? Bye. <laughs> and and meeting now. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I still don't know. I still don't know what I want to do. And I'm paying for a master's program I'm not loving. So it's like, I don't know. You have no, you have no idea what you want to do. No. I don't know what I want to do anymore, right. honestly. Well, originally, like I, like I said, I wanted to be a social worker. And I wanted to be that for most of, like, college. That was, like, my goal. But then, like... Right towards the end of my senior year, I was like, I don't really want to do that anymore. Like, I want to be, like, a school counselor. Like, I want to be a counselor. Like, I want to work with, like, young kids. I want to do behavioral health. Like, and then I was like, ooh, I want to be a trauma counselor. Like, I want to be a trauma counselor. Like, I want to help kids who experience trauma. And then, like... That's heavy. And I was like, ooh, I didn't get into the psychology, or not psychology, this um, school and, like, counseling program and rehabilitation program that I was like my right. first voice didn't get in and I was like oof we gotta we gotta rethink the dream mm. um so then I was like I kind of was like thinking about doing like a consultant type of work where I'd like work in a school and I'd help um bridge the gap between like behavioral health specialists and teachers so that way teachers aren't screaming at quote-unquote bad kids I don't like my philosophy is there's no such thing as a bad kid just bad circumstances that's, yeah. my, that's my philosophy with like when it comes to children it's like they do everything for a reason they don't do it that's fair they don't always do it to like just to make you mad like sometimes they're just doing it to push, push your buttons and to see how far they can take you um but a lot of times like kids don't fall asleep in class because most of the time they're not bored it's because they may not feel safe at school at home so they don't sleep at home so then they gotta sleep somewhere because their body needs to take rest so 
Mm. And I was thinking about that for a while of like being that gap of helping teachers come up with strategies for, like I said, the quote unquote bad kids. Um, right. But now I really don't know. I really don't know. Hmm. But I don't want to think about my future. I got like three more years to, to deal with this. That's fair. Yeah. I have plenty of I have plenty of time is what I said in my bachelor's. I have plenty of time to think think it through, you know? Mm. Um but yeah, so I think we'll I think we'll end it here. Um thanks so much for watching everybody. Thanks for coming yeah. back and thanks as always for shugging in. Yep. Um yeah, hit us up on our show, so, social medias. You can find me basically, you can just Google, like not Google, but like on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just look up Allie Brahms, A-L-L-I-E-B-R-A-H-M-S, and you'll find me. Um, hit up my dog on Instagram. It's Talk to Porky. <laughs> <laughs> she needs love too. Um, go for it, Zay. Plug yourself. As always, you know, I've got an Instagram at, at Fresh and So Clean, you know, like Fresh and So Clean. Um, <laughs> always, bum. I'm almost finished my first video, so it'll be uploaded soon. Just need to render. And uh, I'm also on Twitter. Uh, occasionally I post stupid things you might like, so. Hit us up, let us, send us love, send us your thoughts, your feedback, everything. Um, and like always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay indoors if you can. Yeah, uh, stay indoors. Pandemic out there. Stay socially distant. Yep. All right. Bye, y'all. See you.